You're now listening to the Live Different Podcast with Matt Wilson. Hello, everyone. This is Matt Wilson presenting to you a very special episode of the Live Different Podcast today. Uh, This is a tribute to my friend Sang. Uh, We had recorded this podcast with his uh, best friends and partner on a project called Sunderfly. Uh, They were down here in Costa Rica and working uh, on this social blogging platform that was intended to tell the stories of people and travelers uh, who were on their path to self-discovery. And uh, we sat down uh, with Andy, Andy Ung, and sat down and had this conversation about the travel blogging platform that they were looking to create uh, while they were on a trip all the way from Cancun, Mexico, down to South America and Chile. Uh, Unfortunately, about 36 hours after this podcast was recorded, uh, our friend Sang was swept out to sea and uh, has not been returned home after uh, many, many searches. So it's a uh, bit of a sad episode, uh, an extremely sad episode to present to you guys, uh, but it is a extremely deep and soulful conversation between Andy and I. He talks about how Sang is his best friend, uh, the change in which they would like to see in the world, and really what it means to discover your calling and to go out on a, a journey and an epic quest, which these two gentlemen were definitely on. Please bear with us uh, during the first five minutes. There's just a little bit of background noise. You can always fast forward and skip it, uh, but it's really an amazing conversation and an inspiring one to anybody who needs inspiration to go out and live a truly full life. And uh, my friend Sang certainly did this, so listen in as this is really an amazing conversation. Thank you very much. What's going on, everybody? It is Matt Wilson with the Live Different Podcast, and today I am here with my friend Andy Ung sitting in Costa Rica. Uh, we got a little workout in yeah, last night. It was pretty awesome. It was Really nice little sunset action, and uh, I am more sore than I would like to admit. Uh, <laughs> and I, was, yeah. I was hoping so. Yeah, no, I'm. Yeah, that's I'm, good. That's good. That's more soreness is good. Definitely feeling that. I want to get into that in a little bit um, because we like to cover all things on this podcast: travel, business, health, performance, etc. Uh, so we might have a kind of a pinball of a conversation but um really why i wanted to invite you on we were supposed to have dinner tonight and i last night we got talking about your story and uh you were on a journey from cancun mexico all the way down to south america maybe you don't even know (laughs) i'm Um, not sure i mean uh we have four months we started in january 2nd and we have to the beginning of may so we started in Cancun. We got a one-way flight. Um, that was like a hundred bucks. That's pretty cheap. 
Damn, you got a one-way flight for a hundred bucks. Yeah. How did you score? How did you score score that flight? I'm curious. I would say luck, really luck. Our spirit, spirit air. Yeah, man. Because the thing is that my friend Sang and I were really wanting. We always we always talked about traveling around the world. We kind of joked around, and then one time we just started planning this. We started planning like let's go to Central America and South America, and let's just pinpoint the place that we would love to visit, and. You're like, look, I want, I want to see, like, Atalan, I want to see, you know, Bolivia, Colombia, I want to see all these countries, you know, before, um, you know, because you don't want to work every day. I mean, that's, you know, we were, you know, saying worked a nine-to-five job, and I was running an owning cafe, you know, for about 10, 11 years. We had a routine down, and life was just getting, you know, pretty, pretty boring, but, you know, we just knew that we needed change. But, so this was kind of fun for us to, you know, plan something out. And we told ourselves, hey, look, if we're going to do this, we need to book this one-way trip and say to ourselves, let's just do it. And we got together one night. We looked at travels, you know, flights to Cancun. And we saw that one-way flight for 100 bucks. We booked it and saying, dude, this is actually going to happen. And from there on, we really started planning out what we wanted to see in those four months. That's awesome. Yeah, but um, we didn't really, I can't say we planned, but we had an idea where we want to go. Because you can't really plan everything. And no, definitely. Right definitely yeah. not. And <laughs> then you leave, you leave parts of your itinerary open oh, yeah. so that you can just figure it out. To be honest, Lake Atalan was, was not even part of my itinerary. Someone just said, you really got to see this place. I've heard it's amazing. If you guys haven't heard of this, this is in Guatemala. Um, but yeah, I've heard it's amazing. I haven't been. It's, you get up there, there's so many, so many cities and towns that soak around the lake, and it's just a sight. You really, you're there, and you know, it's such an amazing view, and the people there are so, so nice, so, they're so kind, so compassionate. I've actually gotten sick while I was up there. And the people actually, like, they saw me fall down. I fainted. I fainted in one morning, and, you know, they caught me, and they started doing some voodoo magic. I don't know what the hell it was. Really? Yeah, they put some herb in my nose, like this mint flavor, and all of a sudden, nausea just disappeared. I got up, and I felt like, you know, what is this? Wow. <laughs> wow. You know? It was, uh, it was an amazing, amazing sight. And such an amazing you were hiking or you were in? No, we were just at the, we were at a hotel at the time. Okay. And it was run, it was run by an American, but he had all these, you know, um, Guatemalans running the place. And they just knew exactly what it was. Wow, we, we had a, um, we've had several people get altitude sickness in Peru on our trip up to Machu Picchu. And uh, we had one girl who had it really bad, and we were on our way to uh, this indigenous spot uh, that we that we take everyone called Parque de la Papa, and um, it's this community where indigenous Andean people still live, and um, they live in their own communities. And anyway, she got sick, and they ended up taking care of her. And I said to yeah, I said to her like. Look, you were getting the best possible cultural experience you could have asked for. So really be grateful, and and she was. It was cool. Of course, she felt terrible, right. but you know the thing is that you start realizing how important community is. I mean, they barely knew me, but I knew. Well, you know, they knew the tourist comes in, 
and in and out. But they took me care. They, they took care of me as one of their own, and that's what I found was very shocking and very like, wow, you know, do I really? How often do I would I get this in another country that I don't even speak the language? You know, they just knew exactly what happened, and they just dealt with it. That is uh, that is really cool. So I want to get into community yeah. in a second, but I want to back up to the beginning of your story, right? Okay. Where you well, first of all, uh, we didn't know this at the time when we met. Or okay, Andy and I went to high school together, although I don't think we knew each other. We didn't know each other, but you uh, graduated one year ahead of me. Okay, so we kind of went to high school. Well, we did get go to high school together for, yes. for what it's worth. Um, and you were running a family-owned business yeah. in our hometown. <laughs> and uh, you ran that for the last 10 years? 10, 11 years, yeah. Wow. It's nonstop. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy how we started it. Coming from a family that were refugees from the Khmer Rouge, you know, from Pol Pot. You know, escaped in the United States, you know, starting from literally nothing into, you know, truly being grateful for where I am now. So, you know, I, I'm very grateful for my family for escaping, you know, that was uh, the, the dictatorship, you know, the oppression, you know, the sadness, the war, you know, just to fly over here and to give us, to give me a life worth living, that's something I can't take away. That's, that's, yeah, that is something. So for, for people who don't know, we were, we were talking a little bit about this last night. Um, your, it, you said that you were Chinese-Cambodian. Um, and for people who don't know the history of that region of the world, could you tell a little bit um, uh, yeah, about yeah. what your grandparents might have had to go um, through and what your parents then did? I mean, my, I mean at the time, uh, my grandparents are from China, so they were uh, refugees from China coming from, you know, you know, during the war with the Japanese and the you know, Japanese slowly taking over. Um, I think this was back in like early 1900s. Don't, don't quote me on that. <laughs> no, it but, makes sense. You know, but, uh, you know, they were, they were always facing war. That's the thing. They were always facing some hardship. And for them to escape China f- from war to go live in a more peaceful place in Cambodia and then to have a Khmer Rouge and Pol Pot come in and start genociding genocide their own people you know they were always in that spot you know so for them to constantly escape those hardships and you know believing in the family believing in community you know because it's weird because actually you know Sang, Sang family has come from the same spot and Sang's my best friend he's one of my good buddies and uh, you know his family and my family is weird we came from the same village, and his family escaped, my family escaped, we lived in the States, moved to the same area, his parents both worked, you know, with my parents, it's, it's a funny story how we all came to be. Wow. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's dealing with those hardships, you, you know, hearing those stories, you, you begin to really appreciate life. That's that's pretty cool. And uh, speaking of villages, the village of Fishkill, New York, <laughs> where we where we are from, my mom yes. actually lives 
walking distance to your family's cafe. Really? And Sang, I believe, who you're traveling with, who, who you mentioned, who also went to high school with us, who graduated here above, uh, above me, and he lives walking distance to the cafe, yeah, right? So does. we, too, are from the same village. Yeah, uh, with, I mean, we're with, a big community. Yeah, <laughs> di- with slightly different backgrounds, and here we are uh, having a little reunion yeah. in... Um, yeah, here in right. here in Costa Rica, and I actually I remember it's funny. I remember our first conversation. I was living in Chinatown at the time, uh, in New York, in the city, and I talked to you, and I was like, "Oh, it, you know, we saw from uh, under thirty experiences that you yeah. had inquired about a trip. I think that Sang had gone. Yeah, Sang went on a starter trip back in April of twenty. 20- 14, I want to say. Okay. And then he told me about it. Actually, uh, my friend Dev told me about this beforehand. Okay. Then, uh, so we have to shout out, shout out to the, Dev. the train conductor, <laughs> Devalera Sim, but the body, the biggest train conductor you've ever seen. Probably. Bodybuilder train conductor, Dev, Devalera Sim, who was my year in high school, came to a Costa Rica trip. And then ended up telling he told me about you it. and um, and saying, you know, huh? Dev and I were we're childhood friends, but you know we kind of distanced ourselves, you know, as the years went by. And Sang and I were good friends at the time, and he went on the trip, and he told me all about it and uh, about his experience. And I was like, you know, this sounds like a like a fun fun thing to go. So, you know, fifteen hundred strangers, I don't know anyone, you know, never gone to Costa Rica. Um, I never been outside of the United States before, so Costa Rica was the first big, you know, big, big step for me to, to venture off to. That's really cool. Well, we have a break in the action, folks. Uh, former Live Different podcast uh, interview, Adam Griffin has walked into the house. He seems to be looking for something. Don't Adam here. Me. Adam is here running the Paley OMG trip uh, with Julie Bauer, and uh, he is now a, this is your fourth? Under, to say, why don't you say a couple words, Mr. Hello. It's a revolving door of under 30 folks in here. Um, yeah, down here running Julie's trip. We're running the fitness aspect of it um, and having a blast. So, yeah, this is round four. And you're trying to go to dinner right now? Is that where you're trying to looking go to around? Dinner, I'm grabbing a notebook so I can. That's what get you're looking some, around uh, for? Mental. Um, vomit out of my head before there dinner, and that's about it. All right, good. Yeah, well, I'm gonna let you just uh, <laughs> <laughs> come. Let's Enjoy. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. All right, so, so Andy, back to the uh, back to the sub yes. subject at hand. We were talking about community. We we're talking that um, saying who you're traveling with now. He's your best friend. You guys are also working working on a project that I want yeah, to yes. talk to you about, of course. Um, but, um, but yes, so. Before we talk about that, and I want to continue to talk about community, right? Um, now Adam's opening the garage door. So I, th- I think a lot of people listening, Andy, are thinking, okay, I would love to go on a trip around the world, or I would love to uh, do that special thing that I've always dreamt about, but maybe they're in a family business also for the last yeah. 10 years or um, you know maybe they have parents who said 
hey, we worked really hard to come to this country. What are you doing trying to leave? Um, which I know is a lot, which is a lot of people have, have parents like that. Um, so I'm curious how all of a sudden you just like, went home or went to work and said, hey, guys, look, I need, a, I need a change around here. Because as you just mentioned, your parents had worked so hard to, to give you so much. So I'm curious how that, that went. Um, I'm going to backtrack a little bit to just today. Um, uh, today when I went down to the waterfall hike and talking to this guy, he called himself Truth. Okay. <laughs> came from the, yeah, I asked him where he came from. He came from the heavens. And it, was, it was an interesting talk. Local, local guy? Local guy. And it was interesting what he asked me because it really relates to my story about you know, telling my parents. So... You know, he, had, he told us to jump into this natural pool, right? And he's like, oh, are you afraid? You know, he's like, yeah, curious, curiosity, you know, kind of hits in. And you can say I'm a bit fearful. Um, he's like, those are two different aspects that holds us, holds us back in life. And then he just jumps in. And I really pondered, I really pondered that this, this morning. And um, it was so true because before, you know, before I decided to make this trip, I was always curious. I was always curious to travel around the world, seeing new cultures. I really enjoyed was seeing Costa Rica with under 30, and that opened my eyes, and I was very curious on how the world is, because every world, every country is different. You know, with, you know, Africa, Australia, Europe, Asia, South America, Central America, everyone has their own way of living. My curiosity arose, but fear is what stops us from taking that first step. And honestly, I was terrified, literally terrified, to really take on this trip. But if you don't take that first step, you're always going to stay in that same path. You know, and whether it's a path that, that you're happy with or a path you're not happy with, you're still in that same path. Sometimes, so you got to take that leap of faith. So. When I told my parents this, um, they were a bit, they were supportive, but in a way they didn't really like the idea. Um, you know, because they, they knew that, you know, helping them run this business, they needed me. And it's honest, it's really, it's really hard because my, actually my grandmother is on the verge of passing away. So making a decision to leave my parents and leaving my grandma was probably the hardest decision because I was always there for them always there to take care of her take care of the store you know run this as smoothly as possible um, the fact was is that it wasn't me it wasn't who I was so I had to make a decision for myself to say I need to make a life for myself and having this talk with my parents mainly my mother, um, it was a very tough conversation, a very tough conversation, to say the least. Um, she, know, she knew that I needed to, she, that she had to let me go. Letting me go, let me do my thing, because I can accomplish as, you know, I'm not realizing my potential if I'm being held back by anyone, whether it's my parents, my grandma, family, friends, I don't care who it is, 
if we don't make decisions for ourselves to move forward, then we're always going to be held back. And I had to make her understand that this is something that I need to do and something that I have to do to find myself, discover who I am, and discover what I need to do to get to the point where I want to be in my life. And, you know, she, it, tears are running down. It, it was tough. It was a hard conversation to have. But if it's something that you love, something that you are very passionate about, you know, steps are needed to be taken to do that. So, you know, if guys, whoever's out there, you having the tough decision, you're curious about the world, you're curious about having a new sport, you know, doing, you know, whether it's dancing, you know, martial arts, judo, I don't, I don't care what it is, you have a curiosity for it, try it. It doesn't hurt, all right? Here you are, having yeah, having a blast, right? It's been three weeks only, and it's, I've, I've made a lot of strides in it. Met a lot of amazing people on this way, a lot of amazing locals that have helped us to get to one point to another. Um, the world is not as cruel as people say. I, uh, I'm glad to hear that you were having that experience. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. So, um, so at this point, you say that you've said that you have a general idea where you're going. <laughs> a general idea, yeah. Off a $100 one-way ticket. And uh, that is it's one of the coolest things I've ever heard. Um, but, you know, now you don't have a job and you don't have anything else holding you back, um, as, it, as it seems. Um, you just, you're just going for it. You're just gonna fit, you're just going to figure it out. Is there anything that you would like... To do, I guess. Uh, also, I'd, I'd love if you could talk a little bit about the project that you and Sanger uh, are working yeah. on. But first, maybe big picture, uh, because I know that you have um, a curiosity about how we can build stronger communities and how uh, how you personally can make a difference in the world and encourage other people to do that. So, I'd love to hear a little bit about that. Um, so, we met a guy. Uh, his name's Tony. Keyball Cafe in Tulum, and he recently just moved his family of eight from California to Tulum, which is such an amazing story. Crazy. Yeah. Um, and I remember having conversations with him. We had a lot of deep conversations, and he, he would always talk about the community, how community is always based on helping each other, based on, you know, being happy. You know, you're in trouble. There is no questions asked. I'm gonna, I'm gonna help you out. You know, you got a car run down. You know, I'm gonna come up, help you out, push you out of mud, or you know, try to get that engine started again. Um, but it's more about just being together, working together to build a life together. And I think that's important. I think people tend to forget. You know, and uh, I'm sorry to say, but in American society, it's really has gone. Uh, that the way I feel, because um, we really what's the, the first question we usually ask people is what do we do for a living, you know, and we immediately say our profession. I'm a banker. I'm an engineer. I'm an IT, and then it's programmed into our mind saying this is who we are. This is how we live, and for the next forty years, forty five years, this is what I'm gonna be. You know, for me personally, I don't want. 
<laughs> you know, and it's it's kind of sad because you know coming to Costa Rica and seeing community, seeing people interact with each other. There is no what do you do for money. It's more like you know what do you like to do for fun? What's your passion? You know what's your hobbies? And you know helping each other out. Oh, can you teach me? You know, it's, it's it's a lot more different than we see back in the states. Um, and don't get me wrong, I love the states. <laughs> but I do see this trend here where, you know, where we judge people by what they do for a living, profession-wise, based on what the education they have and what possessions they have. And we judge them by those aspects. And it's not really who we are. It's just, you know, yeah, I can have a cool Ferrari, but you really know me? I mean, I know how to drive it. Sure, sure. <laughs> you know, but, you know, and people see me as a cafe owner, you know, a bagel maker, you know, I know how to make bagels, I don't make pastries, muffins, but that's not really who I am. I love martial arts, I love dancing, I love the salsa, Argentine tango, that's my thing, and I, I love doing those things. Um, and I can be that person if I continue staying a bagel maker or a cafe owner, because that's not me. And people are going to judge me for what I do for a living. You know, they don't know the aspect of me where I love photography. I love writing. I love expressing my thoughts. Um, I'm an emotional person. I'm going to say, all right, I'm an emotional person. You know, but they're not going to know that side of me because what I do for a living, I just run a cafe. Well, what, what is it? I'm curious um, because I'm picturing the village of Fishkill, New York, and as, as Sang says, uh, you can walk through downtown, you can walk down Main Street, and you know everybody because everybody knows, <laughs> because everybody <laughs> knows your cafe, and, yeah. and a lot of people, yeah, it's a, it's a small town. It's, I mean, it's still community, but they, once they get to know me, we start building a friendship, we start building a relationship. It's, and we start, we can really start asking more personal questions, deep, deeper connections. That's what I think is more the most important thing in any type of partnership, not relationship, partnership. Sure, because you don't want, especially, I mean, it's not New York City, but no. it's still, you know, people are still generally closed off to themselves, yeah. themselves especially in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I'm just I'm just picturing you as a guy who everybody knows in town, yet nobody no that one, you feel that nobody really knows no, you. No one really knows me. They know me as the cafe owner. I'm friends. I can be friendly to every single one of them. But when I tell them about something that I enjoy doing, it's kind of like a surprise in their face. Like, really, you do that? I'm like, yeah, something I enjoy doing. You know, it shouldn't come as a surprise. You just be that first thing you ask. Like, what do I enjoy doing? Much more of my hobbies, They're sure, my passions. Sure, know? that that makes a lot of sense. Um, well, let's let's talk about that for a second, and then we can kind of maybe right. get back to to community. Uh, so you ran me through a workout yesterday. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yes, feeling I'm feeling pretty good. Um, yeah. Do you feel at your at your gym or where you train? Do you feel like you have a sense of community and that people know you there? Uh, my one my. Best friends, I call him a brother. Um, his name's George Corso of Forza in Millfoot, uh, Millbrook, New York. He uh, 
we known each other through martial arts, and he's probably the only one that I do know that that's built a community. He has his own gym, and uh, so I work out with him. I do know the people that that uh, that he runs, you know, the classes he runs, but I can say that you know not not too many people really know. You know, maybe one person that I really connected with that knows what I enjoy doing, what I enjoy, what I love doing. Um, but community-wise, he probably has built a community with himself, with his clients, with his customers, um, because he really wants to get deep with his clients. And for me, it's I'm very deep with him. So, you know, doing those workouts, I learned everything from him, I could say, because. Being friends with him for about, I think it was like seven years now, working out with him three days of the week. You know, we really got to know each other. He's seen me at my lowest point. He's seen me at my highest points. Um, and he can be, I can say that he is someone I can really look up to because he's been through it all. Community-wise, he can definitely, I can definitely say he's built one for himself in uh, his gym at Forza. That's that's really cool, and, and uh, but you've done martial arts. You said martial for arts, yes. 16, 16, 16 years. years. I did a art called Jikundo for okay. sixteen years. Uh, since I was, like, I think I was like eleven years old, I started it, and I built that up for you know I was like a Shaolin, it's in Temple. I was there seven days a week. I was working out. Um, I was you know punching, kicking. You, you name it. I was there probably like five days out of the day just to practice. I love the art so much. Um, and it's, it's grown on me. Um, unfortunately, I am not part of the school. Um, you know, uh, but I can say I truly am grateful for what I received and the community I built with this school, with uh, the people I trained and who I trained with. I built a connection with them. And I know they still see me as, you know, whether it's one of the students or one of the teachers, you know, and I still have a bond with them. I still keep in touch with them. They know that I'm traveling. They're all proud of me of just taking this first step of just travel, taking this first step to find out who I really am. That's so, that's cool because I think a lot of people community are looking. They're looking for something, right? Um, they're looking for. Well, let me go, Joan. You know, join a gym that has martial arts classes mm-hmm. so I can have this camaraderie between people or let me work at a company where people like like we did the other the other night with yeah, yeah. Uh, with the soccer game yeah um, we, we had an under 30 experiences staff soccer game game yeah and he came and took pictures etc um, but it's that kind of that bonding time that you that you're able to have and and the first thing that really comes to it is curiosity. Really think about it. I mean, I built up a community of friends down at my dance studio, uh, Fred Astaire Dance Studio in Wappingers. Um, actually, you might know one of the structures, Johnny Mendia. Name sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. Um, I believe he graduated the same year as Dev. So okay, yeah. that's my year. <laughs> huh. I that... think he, he might have been going to catch him. Okay, I have to look him up on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. But he was on instructors there, and um, I was interested in dancing. I wanted to know how to dance. I was, I had two left feet. 
<laughs> so, but when I stepped in that first day, I continued for the next two years. And I built a community with them. And I've gotten to know some wonderful people there. Some, I could say, some of my closest friends. Um, I actually built a partner, a dance partner. Her name was Melisandre. And uh, we danced for like eight months together. And it was, we got to really know each other. We built a strong friendship. And, you know, I built a strong friendship with, you know, many other people there. So I can say I built up a community of myself with this dance group, you know, and then the martial arts. And, you know, those are the two main aspects of my life that I've really built up. So, and then just traveling, I can say I've met up with several people. And under 30, under 30, when I went to Costa Rica, Costa Rica crew, uh, you know, with Anna, Leslie, Ali, Eric, Chris, um, sorry if I don't name you. <laughs> um, but with, you know, with them, you know, we, after, after our trip, we still went out to, um, you know, to Austin. We went down to ACL. We still get together, plan trips together. I know they're planning a trip to go to New Orleans together. Unfortunately, I can't visit, uh, go with them, but, you know, we're still hanging out together. We're still, we consider each other's, you know, real friends. You know, we can travel to each other. So, you know, building that community of friends just through under 30, that's powerful. You know, I would say they know more about me than some of my friends back home. <laughs> that's, that's really cool to hear. Um, and, and if somebody out there is listening and they want to be more like Andy Young and go and today you jumped off, you jumped off yeah. a waterfall, right? <laughs> you jumped off a waterfall. Yeah, yesterday you had me doing, what were the roles that we, what were the roles that we did at the, uh, at the end? At the end we did a kip up to just a basic role. Okay, this, but this is like cardio. convict calisthenics. Uh, it was a progressive calisthenics conditioning. That's the, from Dragonor. Okay, and, 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 yeah. No, I was just gonna say, and you have, you know, you have, you're doing all these things, right? Yeah. We're probably gonna go out tonight and salsa dance, and you're gonna, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna show everybody dance. up, right? So we'll see. We we will. Um, but if people are, but you do this not just to like show off and impress people. It's because you do it, A, because you love it, but B, that making friends through it and that camaraderie is, is so important so, to you. so important. Um, you know, like I said, it's, I, I have a curiosity. I will take that step forward and find out for myself. I'm not doing it to, you know, as you say, impress. You know, I'm doing it for myself because I'm, I'm actually interested in it. You know, I sure. want more. You know, when I'm, when I'm interested in someone... I find someone who's really passionate about something. Uh, I want to hear her stories. I want to know why they're so passionate about it. And actually, at Rancho Margot, I met this girl named Teresa, and we hiked up this uh, place on Matador. Mirador, yeah. yeah. And I found out she's very passionate about the wildlife. And I was just so in tune hearing about her talking about it because I could see a little twinkle in her eyes when she talks about it. Sure. It was so awesome to hear. And I think that's something that we need to do. Like, if we're passionate about it, let's just do it. Do it for yourself, not for impression. You know? It's 
you don't need to impress anyone. I hundred percent agree. And if people are just looking to get out of the comfort zone and make new friends, do you have any suggestions? And I'm not looking for an under thirty plug because you've already <laughs> done you've already done uh, quite enough. Um, but yeah, just. Just sign up for that gym. Just join that, just join that judo school. Yeah. Just do. Just, just do, do it. it. I mean, if you're afraid of it, then that's guess what? It's gonna hold you back, and it's gonna hold you back. It could hold back a lifetime of memories, you know, a lifetime of experiences, and that's something that you don't want to miss out. Trust me. You know, money, money is needed, but those experiences, the memories that you remake with the people, with new people, with old friends, family. That's the most important aspect in our lives. And I want to continue making more memories and experiences. And I'm stuck with saying for the next three months. <laughs> you know, and we're gonna make, we're, we've already been making a lot of memories. You know, a lot of it, we experienced a lot of things already. And I say, I'm looking forward to more. That's, that's really, really cool. Um, so what I know you're just kind of in the figuring it out stage yes. at, at the moment and as you said discovering who you who you are enjoying this newfound freedom um, just I mean three weeks yeah that's you've got a you have a long road ahead ahead yeah. of you not only with the travels but I mean this is a, this is something completely new for you I yeah. mean your life was probably pretty much day in and day out the same for for 10 years um of course different variations but for the most part that's what you were trying to get away from um do you want to talk a little bit about your new project or what you're looking to do big picture you say right so i think a lot of people are then scared because they're like all right just do it. I want to be like Andy. I'm just going to book that $100 flight. But then reality sets in. It sets in, and they're like, "All right, what do I actually? What do I actually need to do um, to make this a sustainable thing?" They talk to their parents or whatever. But I'm curious as to to what your next steps are, and um, because I know you're you're chasing something as far as yeah. yeah it, um, I'll let you go. Um, I am chasing. I want to make a positive impact on the world. Um, what really started was on a 30 trip and started, co- uh, started Costa Rica um, and just seeing the poverty around the, just around the area you know, in Mexico and you know, Costa Rica a little bit and, but you're seeing how everyone's just so happy everyone's so you know, you know, together you know and they're all, they're all about just walked up on this entire podcast all about community and I think that's the most important thing and to really build that you have to find it within yourself to say do I want to continue living the way I want to live for the next four years or do I want to do something for myself and the world and make some sort of impact and you know for not for myself but for the kids that need to learn English or the kids that need to go to school that are too poor to to go to or you know having kids that don't even have shoes you know making that impact just somehow making that impact you know I know for sure I want to start something I'm not sure where I want to go with it but I will find it and I will make that positive impact some way somehow Um, the project that Sang and I are working on right now it's called 
Sunderfly. The word sunder uh, means the realization that everyone's life is as complex as yours. And everyone has a story. That's the most important thing. Everyone has a story. Um, and sunderfly.com right now, we're building basically a blog social platform uh, where people can register, sign in, and post their own blog. They basically have their own space to talk about wherever they want to talk about. Um, we're aiming for more traveling, um, but we're letting people have full reign of it. We want people to be inspired by it, be inspired by each other, about their stories. I want to hear about other people's stories and why they started traveling and why they uh, got to the point where they're at. Because I think that's a very powerful point. Because you, you start seeing other people's talk about their stories, it's kind of like, you can relate to it, it's like, I can really do this, you know what I mean? And I'm, I mean, I, I know you have a great story yourself on how you started it, and um, and I want to hear more, you know what I mean? People are not talking about their stories. They talk about their stories with friends, with family. Sure. But I want this to come out on the internet. I want people to talk about it so people can hear about it so people can move on with it and say, hey, look, I want to travel now because of this person, you know, in their life stories. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's huge. That's, that's huge. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, that's why we do this this podcast and they're not all travel stories, but so many of them are. And then yeah. it's also what people then go on to discover about themselves, about the world, yeah. how they can make a positive impact. And... So many people have actionable things that they can then share that they learned on their travels or that they learned in those 10 years grinding it out at the family business or anywhere in between. And somewhere just say, you know, someone is, you know, they, they have a formula to build a nonprofit for kids or schools. And they talk about it on the site, you know, and they read it like, oh, now I, now I suddenly like, oh, okay, this is how I would progress into building a nonprofit for these kids in this area and then kind of help them out. You know what I mean? Sure. Like it's just a way for us to build a community of travelers to talk to one another, to show, to share our stories, to, to be inspired, to, to kind of lead the way into the next generation. Uh, absolutely. And I think that the scalability of with the internet where then you can be able to share this story, it wasn't just a random guy. Maybe it was a random guy who you bumped into in, to a coffee shop, right? Yeah. But then you can take that story and scale it and get it out to thousands, if not millions of people. And that's really powerful, especially when you're talking about uh, making the world a better place and uh, helping people fight poverty and disease and all, all the other things that the world is, is riddled with. Um, you know, you mentioned a place like Rancho Margot where we go on our Costa Rica trip um, up into the rainforest. This is a model of sustainability. And Juan, the owner, has an amazing story. <laughs> um, and, you know, he bought an old farm in Costa Rica because he was a former Burger King, uh, fr not a franchisee, but he worked for a corporate Burger King and basically took through the 80s, took 
Burger King to Europe and put them all over Europe. And it was his doing. And now he's kind of, as he will say, trying to repent his sins. Um, he's not a dogmatic person, but, you know, he likes to say that kind of as a joke um, because he's created a, a model of sustainability there at this eco-lodge, at this community that he's built where people can live together uh, in a more sustainable fashion for the planet and a healthier way to live in general and then it's as he says a, a living breathing the world is really a living breathing university where you can go and travel and take that idea and put it on the internet and scale it to I, other places I remember him actually mentioning that it is our generation it's our generation to take this further because he can't maintain it so we need to learn as much as we can about sustainability about ecosystems about living one with nature and take it for ourselves and go with it because you know if it's not our generation then when is it you know so, yeah. I like it <laughs> I like you know? it and we gotta we got start making some changes now you know the Native Americans knew what they were doing with the irrigation with the animals they, they, they had a whole system up and we had to go kind of revert back into that type of sustainability so we can live off the land, so we can build this community of people that are loving and caring um, you know it would be kind of cool to see that with the modern technology that would be even better I think Absolutely. If, if anybody listening gets the chance uh, to read this book uh, by P Peter Diamandis called Abundance, he goes through so many of the top technological ways that uh, the, the point of the book is that the future isn't so bad because there are so many different technologies that we can utilize uh, to be able to go back to that almost subsistence style a subsistence lifestyle where we're not destroying the planet and we're using technologies wow. to make the world a better place. I yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just listening to it uh, right now on Audible. It's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, Andy. Man, that uh, what you just said to everybody like it's our generation's time because yeah. we need to step up big time. You know, big time. We're not meant to live forty years behind a desk. We need to step up our game and build a community, build something that's sustainable, build a place where we can call home, call a loving home, you know, a loving community. I think that's, it's, it's really our time. Otherwise, you know, we can really see this world go downhill. And I don't know about you guys, but, you know, I want to see my world flourish. For sure, for sure. Do you have any... Uh, actionable advice for anybody listening out there who wants to contribute to making this world flourish? Um, I would say going back to what I said earlier, you know, about the curiosity and fear, because that really holds us back. It really does. Um, and if we want to make an impact in the world, we got to stop being afraid of ourselves. Stop being afraid about, you know, what could happen, you know, and start thinking about what can we do, what we can do to make this world a better place, because there's so many ways to make this place a better place. 
you know, it's just taking that first step of that, taking our curiosity and taking that step over fear to do it. I love it. I love it. Andy, where can uh, people connect with you online if they want to get a hold of you? Um, shout out Sunderfly. Uh, I'm, you know, Facebook. I'm on you know, Instagram. You know, Andy, Andy Young. <laughs> um, but definitely check our site out. It's called, uh, you know, Sunderfly.com. S-O-N-D-E-R Fly.com. Um, the site should be live tonight, actually. You know, awesome. So, it's building it up. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Andy, this, is, uh, this has been a pleasure. pleasure. Appreciate it. Definitely. Hey, did you like today's episode? If you did, log on to iTunes and leave us a review. It would really help us out. We try to put out good, free content all of the time. Check out the show notes on under30co.com. Send the podcast to a friend who could use some of the advice. And of course, if you want to travel with us, check out under30experiences.com and 50% off Athletic Greens on the show notes. Thanks for listening.